Welcome to episode 115. Today's guest is a second round NFL draft pick, one of the most explosive kick returners of his era, and an all pro. Dexter McCluster, thank you for joining me on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm really excited to talk with you today about your journey. What was your combine experience like? Because I know you ran a 40 yard dash that was a lot slower than you look on the field and then you corrected it yeah. at your pro day. How did all of yeah. that go for you pre-draft combine? Yeah, you know, um, my thing was, you know, uh, like I said, my knock is always, hey, he's too small, right? So coming uh, into the combine, I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to put more weight on and I wanted to get faster. And yeah, I did get stronger. I got bigger and I was about, yeah, I mean, Big to me was that one, I think I was like 174, something like that, the combine 173, something. So that, still to this day, that's the highest I've ever weighed in my life, right? So um, at the combine, I was a lot heavier and stronger, so I, I lifted the 225 20 times, but I ran a slower time. And I I honestly think that, you know, it was the weight I put on, but it was cool. Like, you know, everybody was like, oh, man, he, he ran a slow four lift. It didn't bother me because I, I knew the type of player I was. If you give me the ball and put somebody behind me, I'm going to take it to the house nine times out of ten. You know, I, I knew the type of player I was, but I used that moment of, you know, that moment of doubt, that moment of when people say, hey, well, he's small, well, he's bigger now, but he's not as fast as I thought. So I used all that. And then, like, I, uh, when my pro day came, I got back to down to my 165 uh, regular stature and ran better. But, you know, I could have easily took my tail and, you know, woe is me, I'm sad. I'm not going to get drafted. No, I took that experience, and I, I made it a positive. And I, I, overall, it was a good experience overall. Well, draft day is a different experience for every player. For you going in the second round, number 36 overall, what was your experience sure. like? Yeah, so they, they had me, um, a lot of you know the, the uh, journalists or the analysts, the experts, uh, so to speak, had me going maybe – fifth or sixth round, you know, uh, or maybe even uh, undrafted, but I knew that I had the type of potential, the type of, you know, uh, level of play to get drafted, you know, uh, late first, early second. I knew in my heart, right? So, uh, quick story, you know, I, I, I didn't know if I wanted to have a camera crew on day one or day two because I didn't know when I was going to get drafted, but you know what? The first round went by. Cool. That's cool. I was at the house watching it. I, I do. I had a Small chance of getting there, but hey, oh well, right? Hang around, Cam, I said, hey, I want to run out of venue. I told my agent, let's run out of venue and have the local camera crew there just in case. And he was like, are you sure? I said, yeah, I got, I got a feeling. So we ran out of the venue. I have all my my friends, all my family in this big venue. Got the cameras there. So here I am with all this pressure on me, hoping that somebody's going to call my name. And, you know, uh, I get an unknown block phone call. So I pick it up and... You know, they were like, hey, is it Dexter? I said, yes. And they were like, are you nervous? I said, most definitely. And he was like, well, uh, this is the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to draft you this next pick. Welcome to the Chiefs. And it's like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulder. I gave everybody the thumbs up. And after that, man, it was it was a party and everybody enjoyed it. So it was, it was fun. And like I said, going back to that Tennessee game, I think that game right there would kind of put the stamp behind my name. Very interesting. Well, in Kansas City, you had some success there early on, but I think we could agree that your best season happened when Andy Reid took over as head coach in 2013. Right. What about his system made you so successful, or how were you able to be so good on that team? 
because Big Red, uh, Andrew a.k.a. Big Red, he's the type of coach to where he doesn't see size, he doesn't see stature, he sees the playmaker, and he's going to put you in the right situation to, you know, be just who you are. And his favorite thing was to say, hey, you go out there, I want you to show your personality. You get a first down, I want to see you dance. I want to see I, he. He had a way of, you know, knowing what he had and putting everybody in a position to, you know, be at their best to make plays for the team. And, like, Big Red, Andrew, I, I thank him to this day, uh, you know, that 2013 season, me getting to the Pro Bowl. But, you know, it wasn't all me. You know, the whole team, but Andy, he saw something in me and he just let me loose. And that's what a lot of, a lot of the coaches around the league that I played for, it's like they knew what I could do. I showed day in and day out in practice, but... It's like they were scared to pull the trigger. But Andy Reid, he, he's a guy that, if he's a playmaker, if he has 20 playmakers, every single one of them are going to make sure they make plays. He seems to like some of the faster guys like you. He did well with Tyreek Hill and Nicole Hardman uh-huh. on this past Super Bowl team. So right, what did he right, do right. to utilize your speed and make you special? Yeah, yeah well, um, like, like I said, Andy, he, he knows how to he, – he's a, a great offensive mastermind. You know, he knows the ins and the outs of the game, you know, so well he can call the play with his with his eyes closed. And um I think well, with him, he, he just I don't know, he just has a way of making people believers in him and believers in themselves. And it, it's just it, it's fun when you have a coach that lets all the coaches do their job and it's it's like no pressure going in. Just hey, we're coming in here, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna do the job and get it done. Is he your favorite head coach that you've played for? Yeah, I would definitely say uh, Andy, Andy Reid was uh, one of my favorite coaches uh, because he was a player's coach. He was a guy that showed up to work with energy. I mean, he made it fun. It wasn't everybody wasn't walking around on eggshells like, trying not to mess up. It was just it was a big family when, when he was around. And he he's a coach that genuinely cares and he loves the game of football and he's going to give you everything if you give if you give him everything in return. So definitely Andy Reid. Well, you found some of your best success on special teams. Can you take me through what it was like for you on your first ever punt return? Yeah, uh, I had turned 21 like a month uh, before my first NFL game. I think it was September, what, September 13th, yeah, 2010. Uh, Monday Night Football uh, against the uh, San Diego Chargers, who I later in my career played for as well. But, uh, you know, I'm out there, uh, it's a dream come true. You know, every moment, every practice that I've been through, every sacrifice that i put, you know, uh, myself through, my body through, my family through was right in front of me. Inside Arrowhead, it's loud, everybody's screaming. And me and Robbie Arenas, he was, uh, I started punt return because at Alabama, he killed it, man. He, he ran every single punt back in Alabama. But we had him as well uh, on the Chiefs, so he was going pretty good the first game Monday night. But I saw our head coach, uh, Todd Haley, lean over and our special teams coach and say, hey, uh, I want to see McCluster return one. And when I when I read him look, I, I immediately like, oh my gosh, here I go! Come on, Dave, just go out there, just catch the ball. I don't care if you get down the yard, just catch it. That's it. Just don't make a fool out of yourself, and you know, just don't 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 blow this, don't blow this, right? So they took my ball in there. It's raining. The rain's coming in my eyes. So I catch the punt, and I look up, and I had plenty of room to go. So I made one guy miss, and after that, you know, the rest is history. And that that my first NFL game. Monday night football, uh, I broke a franchise record with Dante Hall uh, had previous, previously owned before. 
with a lot of y'all part of the time. So it was it was like, hello, welcome to the NFL. I am Dexter McCluster. I, I should be here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the play pulled up. I'm watching you make a couple of cuts, and then you are absolutely gone on that return. You come into the NFL making this statement. It's an exclamation point. How does it feel for you after the game? What's your mentality like? Yeah, you know, uh, after the game, first and foremost, you celebrate the win, and it's like, wow, I just really played in my first game. And it's like, okay, wow, my family's here. So when I get in the parking lot, you know, I'm going to hug them. They're going to talk about the game. We we can all celebrate together. So it's like, you know, it, it was it was amazing. You know, after the game, my parents were in the park a lot. You know, my daughter, my sister. And it's, it was just like a big a big party. And everybody was, you know, proud to say I was their son or I was their cousin or I was their brother, you know, whatever it may be. So it, it was just fun, you know, just to get back home and talk about all your success. And, you know, when your parents go back home to your hometown, they have something to talk about. And everybody just celebrates, you know, uh, you know what you've accomplished. You were a second-team All-Pro in 2013. At your peak, you were one of the best return men and one of the most fun-to-watch return men in the entire NFL. I'm wondering, what does it take to be a successful kick returner in the NFL? Um, I would say definitely, first and foremost, courage. You know, a lot of those guys uh, don't want to be back there. You know, we talk about it all the time in practice uh, amongst each other as teammates. It's like, man, I don't see how you do it, man. The ball's in the air, and you got to look at the ball, catch it, and try to dodge, you know, flying bullets. And, you know, I was like, you know what? It's about being courageous. It's about trusting the guys around you. And going back to Kansas City that 2013 year when I got to the Pro Bowl, you know, I, I went to the guys and I told them, I said, hey, listen, I'm not going to fair catch a thing. So every punt that, that goes in the air, I want you guys to block it just like I'm catching it because nine times out of ten, I'm going to try to catch every single punt. And when we knew as a unit that, hey, when they ball in, like, hey, man, look, you know, Dex, hey, all we have to do is block and Dex to get it to the house. Just block, do our job, get to the house. And we knew that every single time that we had the opportunity to change the game, and I think that's what made us so good because we knew that all we had to do was do our job for, you know, three three seconds or whatever and, and hold that block and then the rest of history. So I think we, we all trusted each other. But So being a, being a good punt returner or kick returner is just being courageous, wanting to do it, and trusting the guys around I'll tell you, I love watching special teams. I think it's one of the most, if not the most exciting part of the game of football. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an adrenaline rush, man. It just, it just, everything just happens so fast and your body just reacts. You know, so it, it, it's, it's, it's fun. I think it is an interesting mentality from the standpoint of a returner to say, hey guys, I'm not going to fair catch anything. I'm not taking the easy right. way out. I'm going for it. Is that something yep. that someone told you or you were coached to do, or did you come to that on your own? No, that's just, you know, uh, being sure and knowing yourself, you know, uh, knowing the type of player that you are. You know, we're all the best of the best because we made it to the NFL. So we all are special and we're all good at what we do. So, you know, my mentality was, hey, look, why not Why not win the game on special teams? When we go out there, hey, guys, look, just, just do your job. Everybody do their job. We're going to help it. And once they saw that, you know, I was serious about it, I was catching everything, and we took a couple to the house, everybody's buying in. Hey, I got everybody saying, hey, he's going to catch it, man. Let's block, let's go to the touchdown, let's change this game. And we were doing we were doing a lot of that in 2013. So I think, again, it, co- it goes with trusting the guys and everybody just doing their job, just having that, you know, that killer instinct, that dog inside you that, you know what, no matter what happens, we're going to go and I'm going to do my job and do it the best way I can. We're going to compete. 
I'm curious what you think of the new rules in the NFL on special teams with kickoffs or punt returns. The way that they've changed things kind of seems like they're trying to make special teams less of a part of the game. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I don't like it. Uh, I, it was it was uh, like that too when I was in the league as well, like towards the end. And it kind of takes the kickoff, you know, kickoff return kind of out of the game because you know those kickers on the other side, like I said, they're the best of the best at doing what they do. So if, it, if it's going to be moved up close, they're going to boot it out the back of the end zone every time. Not really going to get any action. So uh, you know, the punt returns, it, it doesn't really change for you know for a punt returner, guys like like I, myself. But the kick return, I mean, it kind of takes away some of the fun, you know, and some of the more exciting moments when all the kicker has to do is just kick it right out the end zone. So I, I, really, I really, I don't like it, but, you know, then again, maybe somebody else, I can't speak for everybody else, but as a returner, it sucks. You have been known in the NFL for juking guys out of their shoes. I had your highlight reel pulled up earlier, and I'm watching some of these cuts you make and the angles that you uh-huh. take. Do you have a favorite juke or a favorite move that you put on somebody? Uh, yeah, honestly, my my go to my go to move, uh, you know, my whole career has always been that spin move. Um, so I, I just I, I had a, a real good sense of when to spin, how to spin, to absorb the hit or to avoid the hit. So I, I think that spin move and that that punt return I did against uh, was it the the Giants. Um, I kind of, you know, uh, had to incorporate that spin move. So that that's a move that I, I, I prided myself throughout my whole career um, at, you know, perfecting. Everybody likes to watch a spin move. I think a lot of players want to have it in their game, but there's very few right. who can master it and do it well. How did you right. develop it? I, I, I've, like, I've always just been quick as a cat. You know, um, I, I can stop at the drop of a dime. I can... I, almost avoid a raindrop <laughs> so <laughs> i've always i've always been quick in that aspect but uh you know it's little drills that you can do but for the most part it's it, it, it's something that you can learn but it won't be natural so you, you just have to naturally have that that instinct that that know-how already built into, built into your body you know to be able to perfect that spin move and know when to do it and how to do it at the right moment well, after you played for the Kansas City Chiefs and Tennessee Titans, you went on and played for the Chargers. There was a crazy yeah. injury bug that season with 23 players ending the year on yeah. IR, including yeah, some of the was, more important. Yeah, I'm wondering what happened. Like, how do you have 23 guys be out for the year? Yeah, I mean, it was it was one of those things that, you know, uh, it just kept happening, you know, day in, day out, week in, week out. And it was like, it, it was... It was almost surreal, like unreal, like how is this happening? You know, this has this ever happened before? Is this injury after injury, ACL, ACL, so whatever it may be? You know, then you know, uh, with myself, uh, we injuring the injury that I did uh, here in Tennessee in my forearm because I already had a plate in it and got healed all the way. So when I fractured it at home, it fractured right underneath where the plate ended that was already inside my arm. So it was kind of you know. Uh, one of those uh, type of injuries. So it was just one of those years that, I mean, it, the worst happened more often than, than it did. It was a crazy season. Well, after your time with the Chargers, you stepped away from football for a little while. Why did you choose yeah. to do that? Um, I, I stepped away because, you know, I want to, I have four daughters. Uh, my oldest is 14, my youngest is one. And 
I just wanted to, I have all girls, so I wanted to be a little more present. You know, I, I was kind of over sitting in the meeting room or sitting there missing my kids because I've sacrificed so much time away from them already. And, you know, I told my uh, oldest daughter when she got to high school, you know, I would uh, retire. So I knew I had a couple more years left, but I was just feeling like, you know what, it's time for me to be home. So I, got, I stayed home for, I was off for like a year and a half. I uh, started coaching a high school down here uh, in Brentwood, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville. So I was enjoying that. That's kind of how I kind of uh, grew to learn, you know, uh, coaching or training after that. Awesome. Well, when a guy comes up to you and says, hey, Dexter, I want to make it to the NFL or I have big goals in life or in football, can you help me? What advice do you typically give? How does that conversation go for you? Yeah, first and foremost, I'll tell him, you know, uh, it, it won't be easy at all. It won't be easy. It will be tough and it'll be a lot of adversity. But if it's something that you really want, no matter what happens, no matter how many times that you fail, no matter, no matter how many times people say you should give up or you'll never make it, if you know in your heart, just prepare yourself to go through the worst, but keep moving forward. You're going to fall, get back up. You're going to fall again, get back up. And if you, like I said, if it's something that you really want, just maximize every opportunity, stay prayed up, and go forward. What do you think is next for you? Um, I've been training guys for the NFL Combine here in Tennessee for four years now with uh, a company called Boost Performance. I've been doing that for yeah four years, like I said, and I actually have my own. I'm a certified trainer now, um, so I have my own cluster fit. Uh, here that I have where I train athletes. I have athletes from uh, ages 7 all the way up. I have clients from ages 7 to, I think my oldest I have is 55. So I've been just being that mentor, just giving, using my platform still to teach guys, to encourage guys to, you know, make people believe in themselves when sometimes they don't even believe in it. So it's been an easy transition, you know, just uh, training guys and just, being still in my element, still in my realm, and, you know, uh, bettering everybody. That's who I am. With combine training, when someone comes up and comes to your company and says, all right, I'm ready to train, I want to make it at the combine and perform well, what does that look like? What do you say first? What do you emphasize in terms of that training process? Yeah, yeah. So uh, my my job, so I was was strictly with the running backs, right? So uh, just like when I went through the process uh, of training into the NFL combine, you – you obviously have to pay to uh, pay for training, but the training comes with meal plan, meal prep, uh, shakes, uh, you know, uh, physical therapy, on the field training. So, you know, what I've been doing these past four years, my job with Boost Performance was to do all the field work uh, that they're going to do at the NFL Combine for the running backs, get them prepared for each running back drill on the field. So that's that's kind of what what I did and what I've been doing for four years. So. I mean, I have some guys uh, that I've coached uh, that's in the league. Uh, now, uh, I, I'll shoot the list over to you, but I think it's like three or four of them now that I've actually coached and uh, had a part of, you know, uh, them in their combine. So is there something I've doing, been doing for four years? Hopefully I'll keep on doing it, growing my resume, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So as long as I'm having fun, my family's okay, I'm all good. That's great. So for running backs when you're training them, do you say 40 time is the biggest deal? Because I know some people have called it the dash for cash. But what's the biggest thing that you say yeah. to your group? I, I, I honestly think, though, like, the, the 40 is always good. You know, it's, it's always to see who's the fastest, how fast a guy can run. But I honestly think the 40 is old news because, honestly, 
what what they want to see is what can you do on the football field with, with that ball in your hand? What Can he run this route? Can he catch this ball? So I think now more than ever, uh, especially you know how, how the times are changing, yeah, the 40, it, it matters, but I try to tell them, hey, when you come in, don't be so tense about the 40. Don't make that your main priority because it will, it can overtake, it will overtake your mindset and ultimately, you know, you're not, you're not going to run at the time. So, yeah, it's important, but focus on this field work. Focus on being the best you outside of that and then the rest of this fall into place because, well, again, like you said, the 40 is always over the years. Like you said, the, the faster you are, the more money you make. I get that, but I've seen fast guys not translate over onto the field that, you know, are bust because, yeah, they were fast, but what they do when they had the ball in their hand. So I tell everybody, just, just relax, enjoy yourself, enjoy the process, and everything will work out. Outside of football, what kinds of things do you pursue? What kind of hobbies do you have? Um, I, I shoot pool outside of football. You know, uh, me and my father had our own sports bar uh, back in my hometown, Laurel, Florida. We had it for about a year and a half, two years, but we ended up shutting it down. But uh, we had a pool table in there, and, and while we were running the business, you know, I, I grew to love it. So, you know, anybody anybody that has a pool table or anybody that I see that calls me out, they know they know about me on that pool table. I'm the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome real deal. I'm sure well Dexter that's all the questions I had for you thank you for your time okay and I appreciate you man thank you and let me know uh, if I can do anything else for you